success in the new retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. And this is the Success in the New Retirement Podcast with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. My name is Mark Owens, and it's all powered by Acute Wealth Advisors. All the information, you can find it at successinthenewretirement.com. Let's get to it. Over the last couple of weeks, more and more states are starting to reopen. You know, it started with Texas and Mississippi, and now, you know, Arizona's on the list, lifting a lot of the mask mandates. And it's not just red or blue states. It's a lot of the states combined. So, Damon, Matt, you combine that with the stimulus package that passed last week for $1.9 trillion. It's going to feel like the economy is like it's like a powder keg economy. But is this great for us or are we doing too much too fast? You know, I was talking to my wife about this because we are looking at some of the numbers for Arizona. So it's kind of crazy. In the month of March, a couple of days ago, we had almost 30,000 tests done mm-hmm. and only 830 people came back with some positive corona. So it's like... It, the numbers are starting to really drop. And so I was telling her, I was like, look, if these continue, if you go and look at the trend from January to where we are in March, if you extend that out to May or June, I mean, it is going to be a totally different thing. We'll have so many more people vaccinated. It will be, I could see us like literally going to places and potentially not even wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And so what does that mean? I think that one of the volatility concerns that's kind of hit the market that you've seen some days where the market's been up and, and then it's sliding down is everybody's getting worried that it's going to get going too fast. And when it gets going too fast, that's when you have inflation. So, you know, if you've been watching the markets, you saw some weeks where we actually, you know, dropped three, four or 5%. And then the next week it starts rolling back. Well, what happened was the inflation data came back and said, oh, it's where you are seeing some inflation, but it's not out of control. It's right, right where we want it to be. And so that is super positive news. And so what do you look at going forward? Basically what we're seeing in all of the data is that there's a very good likelihood that the market is going to have a phenomenal year. The economy is going to restart. And as long as it doesn't restart and get going too fast, meaning it heats up too much, so you have hyperinflation or or high inflation, then things should be pretty good. And so I'm pretty hopeful. I was talking to a client the other day and she's inheriting some funds from her mom who's passed away and they're working through things with the family. And she said, you know, I really wanted to do something special with this money. I want to make sure that I'm a wise steward over this because this money has, you know, some emotion tied to it because she's receiving it from, from her late mother. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about that. I said, well, what are some of the things you want to do? And so, you know, she has a plan that she wants to take 100000 and she's going to pay off her house. And she's like, I know my mom will love that. I'll be debt free. And as I go into retirement, it'll be super nice to not have a mortgage. And so I want to take a chunk of that and go in and pay off my house. But the other part, I want to make sure that I'm being wise with that. And so we started talking about what we're seeing in the economy, what we're seeing in the markets right now. And she's really excited to take some of these funds and diversify it. Now, she's not going to be super aggressive, but she wants to take advantage of some of the things that are coming up. And so we talked through some of those different strategies of how she can take advantage of this market that should be pretty good. So I'm telling our clients right now, look, 2021 should be a pretty good year. You've got to be taking advantage of that. You need to make sure that your portfolio is adjusted so that it can maximize these returns that the market's likely to generate. And then you need to be a watchful eye over that because, again, once it gets rising and it gets going up and it gets up, 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 the next thing we know is usually it comes back down. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that we're watching out for. And we're kind of giving that message out to our clients to saying, look, for the next few months, six months, we might see a really good run with the market. But we've got to be vigilant as far as when we make some adjustments to the portfolio down the road, 
because you know this inflation and rising interest rates and things like that that is going to be something we're all going to have to deal with inside of your 401ks and your IRA accounts that you got to be paying attention to. Matt, I want to go back to something you said a couple of minutes ago about how the economy is starting to open back up, but we don't want it to open up too fast because that can cause some problems with inflation. How is a strong economy a bad thing? It's not a bad thing. It's just the adjustments that come along with that. So again, what the Fed does when they're trying to stimulate the economy is they lower interest rates. So as you saw during the COVID, the interest rates kept falling. Now you go to the bank and you're trying to get a money market account or a CD and they're paying nothing and it's because interest rates are so low. And so that's there to stimulate the economy, to get people to go out and get buy a house and get a mortgage and refinance and do all these things that get the money system working and gets the economy rolling and keeps it moving. Well, when it starts getting going too fast, where you don't need you know lighter fluid to keep the fire going, where there's plenty of fuel to keep it going, mm-hmm. then that's when the Fed has to come back and say, hey, maybe it's time we start raising interest rates. And so if interest rates start to rise, things become more expensive. Your bonds that you bought a year ago, they're going to be paying a lower interest rate than the bonds you could buy today. And so potentially you have to make some adjustments in how your bonds are, are invested. And so all of these things have an impact on what happens to the stock market, and it has an impact to what happens to your investment accounts. And then at the end of the day, it has an impact on what you're paying for things when you go to the store or when you go to buy a new house or, mm-hmm. or any of those things. So that's when you get into, you know, if everybody thinks back, I mean, again, I was a little baby, but in the 70s, you had really high inflation. I'd get a mortgage and it was 14%. And so it was yeah. super expensive to it's borrow money because you had this hyperinflation that they were trying to control. But right now we're at super low rates. We're at historically low rates. So you so you got to realize that you know if you're getting a mortgage these days at three percent, typically you know in the past twenty years most rates have been at the five or six or seven percent. Mm-hmm. So they've got to double back up eventually as the economy gets rolling. So it's not a bad thing. I tell my wife, I said this is going to be awesome. This is going to be good. Everybody's going to you know get back to work. You know mm-hmm. the economy's going to go. It's it's what we want. But you don't want to do it too fast. Gentlemen, another week, another tax. This one coming from Senator Elizabeth Warren, who is now proposing a wealth tax for those worth $50 million or more. So there was Grover Norquist of the group Americans for Tax Reform. He told CNBC, don't think this won't be affected. We're all going to be affected by this wealth tax. The idea that this is only going to hit the rich people. That was a sales pitch for the alternative minimum tax. Only get 155 people. It was scheduled to go to 30 million people before the Republicans pulled it back. The income tax was only going to hit people who had about $11 million of income in today's dollars. It's now half of the country. Senator Warren has said, why would you be scared of this? It's just like your property taxes on your home. It'll be a federal property tax in a matter of several decades. So if I'm understanding him right, Damon, Matt, it doesn't matter who the tax affects. It's going to affect us all. Well, you know, (laughs) that's why we have the saying, you know, there's two things in life that are certain and that's death and taxes, Mm -hmm. right? Things have to get paid for. And, you know, depending on the administration, there's different ways of doing that. But taxes are always going to be part of the story. But and I think people feel paralyzed and I think they feel helpless as to helping out their tax situation. When I think about this, after I got out of college, you know, my, I had our first daughter in 1999 and 2000, I was out on the links with two of my buddies that I grew up with and, and we're golfing and we're talking about things. And it was about this time of year. And I was thinking about taxes and I opened my mouth and inserted my foot. Right. <laughs> and I said, I can't believe this last year I paid X amount in taxes. And my one friend looks at me, And he goes, you realize I didn't even make that much this year? 
right? And and I, so I felt like a, an idiot, but at the same time, I had no idea. Like I really paid quite a bit of my income to taxes, way more than I currently done. And as I become educated and work in this field and we work with clients and I understand tax brackets and things, I wish I would have known then that there were things I could have done to minimize that, still pay my share legally, but not have to really pay so much and feel like I was just getting raked over the coals, but I didn't know any different. And my parents, you know, I, I got raised in the thing, you just file your taxes and you pay it. Well, what Matt and I try to do is, is to help people, and we've written articles about this, and we look at, you know, for retirees, that there are options. No matter what's happening with taxes, there are always things that you can do to prepare for higher taxes and mm. to ideally put yourself in a tax-advantaged or tax-efficient place. Because think about it, when you get to retirement, if you're out there driving, you're out there listening to the radio, think about what percentage of your portfolio did you save pre-tax into 401ks and IRAs? It's probably 60% or more. Mm -hmm. So when you pull those dollars out, they're coming out as ordinary income, 100% taxable. So do you want to have $8,000 of income in retirement and give away three to Uncle Sam? Or would you rather have $8,000 of income coming to you and give away less to Uncle Sam, right? There are options and, and it's different for everyone and it's unique for different people. But it's important to understand that, that the tax part of this thing is something you shouldn't overlook. And it probably is one of the most overlooked pieces of a retirement plan because most people think, well, that's just my CPA. But again, wake up here, most CPAs are trained to save you money today in taxes, and they're not always looking at the big picture and preparing you for what we think is coming higher taxes. Right. When I heard that story and saw Elizabeth Warren talking about that tax, the, your first thought of that is, okay, it's only affecting people that have assets over 50 million. So you're like, okay, that doesn't affect me. That doesn't affect most of my clients. Okay, that's something we don't have to worry about. Well, number one, I then started thinking about what the rich people, the Jeff Bezos, the Elon Musk of the world are going to do with that. And I promise you every single one of those already has a team of accountants and a team of attorneys, and they're already figuring out a way that they will not pay hardly any tax on that. So what that tells you is that they are going to invest a good amount of money into putting in tax shelters and other things in place so that that tax that's being proposed is not going to impact them. And so the revenue that they're saying they're going to get from this is going to be way lower. So what is the likely scenario? And this is where you have to kind of follow the bouncing ball because the likely scenario is that the government, once they've introduced a tax, as they've done in the past, they're just going to keep lowering those levels and say, hey, you know, we introduced this. It's affected the people 50 million and above. Well, now it's affecting people 30 million above. And then as soon as 20 million above and who knows, it gets all the way down. So it starts affecting the middle class and, and, and more and more people are affected. The difference being is the rich people would have already figured out ways to get around it. And unfortunately, a lot of people, as it gets lower down in those lower income brackets, people are less willing to be creative in putting the, the protections in place mm -hmm. and taking and making those moves. And, and again, Damon and I are not talking about tax evasion. We're talking about being t smart with your taxes, following the rules, but taking advantage of the rules to be able to maximize what you keep in your pocket as opposed to giving it away. And so what this should be, the writing on the wall is this. We are at historically low tax rates. The idea of the government needing to tax us more is going to become 
just more and more prevalent. It's going to become an obligation because of how much debt we have created. Right. And we've and got so, to pay that. What We're up to what? 20. Where are we at now? 20. It's almost 30. It's almost 30 trillion. trillion. It's almost 30 trillion dollars, which is, again, is like 15, 20 trillion dollars more than it was just like 10, 15 years right. ago. So we're adding more than a trillion dollars of extra debt on top of that every single year because we're overspending, we're not collecting enough tax revenue. So it doesn't take much to go, hey, at some point taxes are gonna go higher. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take much to then say, is it possible that a, a politician is gonna look out and say, wow, there's a bunch of baby boomers and people preparing for retirement that have a lot of money, trillions of dollars of money in IRA accounts. Let's figure out a way to tax that more. Mm -hmm. I think that's like an easy step for them to take. So, so what are the steps you can be taking? And that would be the point that Damon and I would say is if you're doing proper tax planning, if you are creating a financial plan that takes into account what you're paying in taxes, you can actually do a lot to put that money back in your pocket. And I would propose that if, if, if someone making, you know, $100,000 a year saves $1,000 in taxes, well, that's great. But if someone making $70,000 saves $1,000 in taxes, which does it impact more? Again, it's the person that's making less that they need their dollars to go further. Right. That that has a big greater impact in what they would be able to benefit from if there was some opportunities for some tax savings. So a tax savings and tax planning and putting together a plan is not just for the ultra wealthy. It's not just for the wealthy. It's for everybody. And there are simple steps that can be taken to be more efficient and keep more of your money. And that that would be the point that we would make is is figure that out. Don't just throw your hands in the air. Don't just give up. Don't just say, well, it is what it is. Figure out a way to keep more of your money in your pocket as opposed to just giving it away. Matt, I want you to talk about your book a little bit, Success in the New Retirement. It's not full of legal information, as we mentioned earlier in the show this week. Listen, the goal is to help explain it to us like we're in fifth grade. So it's a great book to read. It's not a hard read. It just wants to give you information to help improve your financial plan. Tell me a little bit more about Success in the New Retirement. Well, you know, Damon and I, we, we felt like there was a need for people to have a good understanding of some of the topics we talk about every day on the radio or in our meetings in a place where they can kind of do that at their own pace. And so, you know, we sat down, we wanted to write a book and we wanted to do it in a way that was easy to understand, simple concepts, stories and things that could make and illustrate some of the points we were trying to make and just make it super easy, a super easy read that just about anybody could do or just about anybody could read and, and gain some knowledge from. And I'll tell you a story. So I had a client that came in. The husband, you could tell, was the finance guy. He was the guy that kind of managed all the finances. Mm -hmm. And his wife was there, and she was involved, and she was interested in the meeting. But you could also tell that she was a little bit intimidated, like this wasn't her forte. Right. Right. And she made a few comments, but she wasn't driving the meeting or participating quite as much. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to leave you guys a copy of my book. You take that. When we get back together, you know, bring me any questions that you might have, and then we can start talking about some of the things we would suggest in your situation. We scheduled a meeting for a week or so out, and we came back, and it was remarkable the change that happened in that meeting. So when they came in, she was she had that book, and you could see that there was things marked in it. You could mm -hmm. see that she had tagged a few things and been over some corners, had a couple post-it notes, and she had a list of questions for me. And she was fully engaged in that meeting and was asking, okay, so I, I know that you talked about this and how are we going to address that in our situation? And I know that we have this, you know, pension over here and you mentioned this about pensions. What do you think we should do here? And it was remarkable to just see the change in her demeanor 
and how she was involved because she felt like she was armed with a little bit of knowledge and had a better understanding of what was going on and how that could potentially apply to their situation. That literally happened in about a week span because she took the time to educate and to understand a little bit more about what's going on. She had some excellent questions to asking about, well, what about the, I know that you had mentioned about fees and risk. You know, what, what, what is this investment? What are the fees and risks that are associated with this recommendation? And so we went through that. And, and so we had an awesome discussion. Both husband and wife were involved in that. And now they have ownership in that plan and they have a basic understanding of what is going on, what's the goals and objectives, what are the things they need to be paying attention to. And I would anticipate over the years that her knowledge will just continue to build and grow. Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions. Investment advisory services offered through Acute Investment Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through its affiliated company, Acute Wealth Advisors, LLC. Tax and or legal advice is not offered by either company or their affiliated companies. Consult with your tax and legal professionals for guidance on tax or legal matters. The information presented should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. All expressions of opinion are subject to change. We are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.